everyone. Welcome to our third episode of Kolke. My name is Harpo. I'm Simran. And this is Nimrit. And today we're talking about boundaries and how to not feel bad about them. And disclaimer, I have a very, very strong personal investment in this topic today. <laughs> so we're going to talk about boundaries and um, just what boundaries are, why do they matter, and kind of just get a conversation started on understanding what boundaries are and how to set them with people in your lives and also how to set boundaries for yourselves. So first up, what are boundaries? So think about boundaries as kind of a fence or an invisible force field that surrounds either your physical space or your emotional space. And boundaries just are our boundaries. We don't necessarily have to explain them to people. Um, sometimes we can create boundaries to help us achieve something. We can set boundaries with people so that we're being treated in a certain way. Um, and sometimes it can just be for our own mental well-being or our mental health. And we can just set boundaries because we want to set a standard for how we want to be treated. Um, that's kind of what boundaries mean for me. Uh, what do boundaries mean for you two? I think I liked what you said about how you want to be treated. That's what boundaries are to me. These are my expectations. This is me as a person. Don't mess with me. That's mm -hmm. what the boundaries mm -hmm. are saying. I think they're very healthy. Mm -hmm. And I think, I know in the past when with certain peoples or certain situations, if my boundaries were not healthy and strong, then I continually felt trod upon or used or a victim. Mm -hmm. And actually when I look back on those circumstances, I was the one who didn't set strong enough boundaries and hold to them. Mm -hmm. So of course people, stepped all over me because they could, mm -hmm. right? And so that's what I'm learning is mm -hmm. how do I set those strong boundaries and hold to them? So I think for me, a word that is really attached to boundaries is courage. I think it takes courage to set them. I think it takes courage to even think that they're possible, I think, for yourself and imagine them up for yourself and really believe them. And I think it takes courage to hold on to them. I think... I know it's definitely something that you continue to develop and you continue to continue to grow on. I think even, you know, I know what they are conceptually. Do I have them in all areas of my life perfectly set up and structurally sound? No, not at all. But, you know, you just keep trying. And I think mm -hmm. the nice part about this is that, again, opening up dialogue. And I don't think that enough people know that what the word means and that boundary doesn't mean... I don't love you. I don't want to talk to you. We can't talk about these subjects or blah, blah, blah. Like, it just means this is my personal space or my mental personal space. And I need you to respect that. And mm -hmm. if you cross it, like, it's not so good. It's not so good because it's not so good for me. and It's not so good for you. And that's kind of how relationships can get toxic. And I like how you said boundaries are about courage. And so why do you think that it has to include that piece on courage? Like, what makes boundaries so scary? I find it hard to set boundaries because I feel like people are going to think of it as, like I said, I don't love you or, or there's something wrong with them when it's like the boundary is for you, like the boundaries for yourself. And it doesn't, and like you might, you might say to somebody, okay, I need to set a boundary for um, something and they can get defensive. And then I think mm -hmm. that the scary part is that you're already assuming like you're in yourself, you don't even want to bring up the discussion of boundaries or even if it, you use a different word for it because you're afraid of their assumption of what that means. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're making all these things up in your head. That's how I think of it anyway. It's like, that's why I get afraid of setting them up because, and that's why I go to courage is because I think you need a lot of courage and will and believing in yourself and your values 
that it's important enough and that you're important enough. I think what I'm trying to kind of think about now is, so why do they matter? Like if they matter to us, Mm -hmm. their boundaries are for us. Like a boundary that I set with someone in my life is for me. It's not necessarily for them. Mm -hmm. What's the point of it? Like what's the point of having a boundary? You know, I think you're talking about the other person getting defensive. And Mm -hmm. I think that there's this common understanding amongst people that amongst loved ones there shouldn't be boundaries like I should be able to say whatever I want to you Mm -hmm. and I should be able to treat you however because I love you and I care about you yeah and oh that's just our relationship I think Mm -hmm. that's been happening for me a lot is that I don't need to set a boundary with a certain someone in my life because that's just how our relationship has always been and Mm -hmm. I think that I constantly come back to this idea and I get constantly asked this question too like why why are they important why do they matter so much Mm -hmm. I think when you said that um, what came up for me was the fact that when I'm in a relationship, I am a certain way and I have certain values. And if I don't set boundaries, I just assume other people have the same values mm-hmm. and they think the same way as me. Mm-hmm. So when I don't set these boundaries, what happens is I'm just being me. They're just being them. But them just being them is actually encroaching on my personal space. And then because I haven't set the boundaries, it's like, Oh my God, now I can't be friends with them, but I can be friends with them. I just need to let them know, hey, you said that and that hurt. Or mm-hmm. you said that and this is how it's making me feel. Or mm-hmm. these are the assumptions I'm making. So let's clear them up. Mm-hmm. So I think what boundaries do is actually have you have a better relationship because you're actually being honest with each other mm-hmm. about how, what are the impacts of mm-hmm. our talk? What are the impacts of our behavior? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think, like I agree that sometimes they're there to protect yourself and I liked your description of how they're like a force field mm-hmm. um because they're there for you and they're they're like pillars essentially like you kind of it's like putting your values as pillars and it's holding up the house that is your life and you as a person right wow I just saw your face go up and you see my face it was like a glow but, right but it's it doesn't necessarily have to be a wall. It could also just be, mm. like, a conversation. or And essentially, like, it's another way of being open. Like, yes, you know, there's an openness in the relationship and sometimes you can trot on each other's space and that stuff. But then the boundary is that, like, hey, maybe this crossed a line for me, what you said, and the boundary is that I'm going to address it. Or that, you know what I mean? So it's not necessarily you can't say this and we can't have this relationship. It's just that maybe the boundary and setting the boundary is that, I'm putting this here because, you know, I don't want to be treated that way. But it doesn't mean that you just shut shut it up and then they're blocked out of that force field. It's that I'm going to bring it up. And the courage yes. comes to, like, I'm going to name it and say mm-hmm. it and we're going to talk about it because I want this relationship to work. Mm-hmm. So let's get real here. So what are some examples of these boundaries? Have we been talking about them as a general concept? Mm-hmm. I think what I was just thinking about um, when Sim was saying her piece just now is that letting people into this force field. I don't necessarily think that because I've got a force field up that no one is allowed into that Mm -hmm. space. I think that for me recently, what I've started to do, and I would be lying if I said I've completed this, but I think what I'm doing is setting a standard for how I want to be treated. And I may have already said this, but in that standard, if you want to come into my force field that I've set up for myself, you really, really have to respect me. Yes. You have to first respect me and then my boundary. And then you have to respect my thought processes and the way that I am, mm-hmm. right? I think that 
in any relationship and it can be scary to have boundaries in the most intimate of your relationships whether it's a boundary with your mom it's a boundary with your dad it's a boundary with um, your friend or your significant other and sometimes even with yourself like Mm -hmm. I feel like I also have to set boundaries with myself right I feel like I exist up here in my mind and then this it's not that I have I am a body but I have a body and I have to also set boundaries with this body of myself as well so having that courage in the most difficult of and most intimate of relationships but understanding that boundaries isn't scary yeah I mean like it's scary yes the concept of it but really just knowing that it's it's a really good standard that you're setting for yourself and Mm -hmm. auntie's piece about how it affects the relationships in your lives is 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 like a really really big piece for me you know Mm -hmm. so let's get specific here again Mm -hmm. so we're discussing this thing called boundaries what are some real boundaries you've you know set to people so an example of a boundary that I've had to set in my life um you know and actually before even going into that I think it doesn't have to be something you've explicitly had a conversation about with somebody it could just be something that you just woke up one day and you were like this is my boundary um for me it's been saying no without an explanation if somebody asks me something Um, and I want to say no, I can just say no. And this isn't something I've perfected. I'm working on this. Um, if you tuned into our podcast, like two episodes ago, we were, we were talking about resolutions for the new year and what we want to see. This is something I'm still working on, but a specific boundary that I'm working on is saying no without an explanation. Um, because I think that my no should be enough of a statement to somebody, um, Mm -hmm. and that I don't need to like back it up or explain it as mm-hmm. well you know I, I think that's a really really good boundary to set with somebody because then you don't really have to constantly keep engaging in and like having to really really like be vulnerable and explain why something doesn't work for you like mm-hmm. I feel like in that in that process of getting vulnerable and explaining actually no I don't want to be here or no I don't want to go there or no I don't want to see that person is draining you know I feel mm-hmm. like I find myself like my energy is down I'm feeling really heavy when I've had to open up to somebody and owe them a story And I think that's also another boundary I'm setting for myself is that I don't owe every single person in my life uh, my story and I don't owe them pockets of my life. Like if I've had something happen to me, I don't need to owe an explanation to them. I really resonated with what you said. Um, I don't think I've ever been able to articulate boundaries. I think the way you described it, you just wake up and it just happens in your head one day. Um, I think mine... One that I have is the kind of the opposite. Instead of saying no without an explanation, mine's like stop saying yes so much to everything. Because I feel like I, I'm a people-pleasing firstborn. That's what I like to call it. Um, where you're the people-pleasing firstborn child and you just do yes. everything you need to do for everybody because that's what you think that you have to do. And I don't know. You're setting a good example. I don't know what the pressure is or what the subliminal messaging that happened. But yeah, um, I think I used to say... And I'm still, again working on this but I used to try and do everything like if cousins were getting together I felt like I had to go to everything and my sister always got the easy way out like she didn't have to go because she was the youngest but like I felt like I had to go and learning how to just like be like do I really need to go to this do I want to go to this am I too tired today like do I just want to go somewhere else instead and like prioritizing what I want is definitely a boundary that I'm learning to do to set for myself um I think sometimes if you let them go too much it can feel like a little bit of an explosion in your life and you feel like like if there's a certain relationship that you're letting or for myself like there's certain relationships that I'm kind of letting it keep happen and I'm not setting that boundary firm enough 
and then suddenly like the friendship ends or something happens and it feels like a really monumental dramatic moment but then when you sit back and reflect you're like well here are all the places where I could have or should have or can now in the future set those boundaries firmer and maybe be more articulate and explain them a bit more and have make it a conversation mm-hmm. that you can not salvage the relationship but be able to still maintain them so what i'm really hearing from you is not having the language to convey boundaries maybe necessarily or mm-hmm. just being more conscious of them is a place that you guys are looking so one of the ways i think i i set certain boundaries very explicitly so you know i have two grown-up children living with me mm-hmm. so we have boundaries of how do we going to exist how are we going to exist as adults in the same house mm-hmm. so they pull their weight what are the expectations that's another word for boundary what are the expectations around cooking for dinner cleaning all those mm-hmm. kinds of things and they may sound really boring but if i don't set those sound, uh, kinds of boundaries what happens as an indian parent is i feel like i'm doing all the work mm-hmm. and then suddenly it gets too much and it's overwhelming and mm-hmm. then i lash out Mm-hmm. So isn't it better just to have those boundaries in place? To exactly. have those expectations so like, in place and avoiding, everybody just pull your yeah, weight. Avoiding that explosion. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, in that conversation about explosion, you mentioned the word conflict before. And I think conflict is not necessarily healthy or unhealthy. I think mm-hmm. the outcome of the conflict and how you deal with conflict yes. is what makes that healthy or unhealthy. Um, conflict can be something as simple as Sim wants to watch... Uh, you know, she wants to watch, I don't know, the Avengers. <laughs> and I want to watch Bride and Prejudice for the 600th time. <laughs> so that conflict can be, you know, a problem if we choose to fight about it. But mm-hmm. it can be also really healthy if we just decide on a whole other movie altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think boundaries are the same thing in that, like, we're avoiding having boundaries because we're so afraid of having conflict. Yes. But, you know, you don't necessarily have to voice your boundaries in a very aggressive or in a mean way. It could just mm-hmm. be like, you know what, that thing that you do or, you know, when I have to do this for you, it makes me really uncomfortable. And I think, you know, we were talking about like, how do, why do we avoid talking about boundaries? And maybe it's because we just don't recognize when something needs to be our boundary. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, a lot of a lot of understanding what my boundaries are has been honestly just paying attention to my body. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when I hang out with certain people and I come home and I feel really shitty, I'll start to document it. I know that sounds really creepy and I don't do this for everybody. So like (laughs) chill if we're hanging out, but there's certain people in my life and I'll come home and I'll write down how I felt during and I'll write down how I felt afterwards. And based on those feelings is what my boundary will be, you know, Mm -hmm. based on how my body was reacting, um, how I felt in my mind and my, in my chest and my body, just how I was feeling. That's, that's what's going to translate into my boundary and whether that's I can't see you because it's too detrimental for me mm-hmm. or I need to space out when I see you because it makes me too anxious mm-hmm. those are all having boundaries yeah and like the start of that is again reflection it's figuring out what's happening to you if you're feeling anxious or and like getting to the root of where is that coming from mm-hmm. and you need to do that self-reflective step in order to get there because otherwise you're just sitting in the limbo of like why do I feel so crappy or why does this like what's happening you don't know and you're just like letting yourself be the victim of circumstance or Mm -hmm. situations instead of being like okay let me be in tune and see what's going on where is this coming from what can i change and what do i want to change you know yeah i think what you're talking about there is empowering yourself yeah so that's what you're doing when you're setting boundaries it's actually very healthy because i'm empowering myself i get to decide Mm -hmm. who i spend time with it's not dictated by culture or expectations or family i get to decide how they interact with me, how do they speak to me, how do I feel. Mm-hmm. And and I have to decide if this is a relationship I really value, I'm going to actually voice those boundaries. I want to work with that person on them. 
<laughs> and if it's a relationship I don't value, I'm just going to remove myself. Because I actually don't owe them an explanation. I don't owe them a story of mm-hmm. being the way I am. I just I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spend time mm-hmm. with them. I think getting, yeah. but getting very clear about it, yeah. I think is, is a mm-hmm. start. And you know what? You might really be sitting there wondering, why are these three ladies talking about boundaries when this podcast is about like generations and, you know, talking about family? Well, I think like the reason why we might be talking about boundaries today in this podcast and in this context is because making boundaries with our family members, making boundaries with our parents, with our children is one of the hardest things to do because we are so up in each other's spaces and, you Mm -hmm. know, We're constantly bumping into one another in our homes, calling each other all the time. And that might be really, really intimidating to be able to set a boundary with like Mm -hmm. your mom. You know, I had to learn that moving away. Initially, my mom would call me four or five times a day. And I guess she just missed me, but that really drove me up the wall. So Mm -hmm. I had to set that boundary and say, Mm -hmm. you're allowed to call me once. And then if we speak two or three times during a day, it's because I called you, not because you called me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I agree what you're saying. I I know growing up, in, in the Indian culture, there was always this expectation of a daughter. How do you, you know, be nice? How do you be as a daughter? Yeah. Then how do you be as a daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. right? I was one of those. And what are the expectations? And now it's like people just assume certain things, that you're going to say yes to certain things, and yeah. this is just how things have always been. We've always gathered here for this function or that function. Mm-hmm. And as you grow mm-hmm. up, you're... you're priorities change and maybe Mm -hmm. that's not what I want to do every year Mm -hmm. yeah and how do you stay true to your own values yeah and stay true Mm -hmm. to yourself and your own priorities yeah Mm -hmm. and doing so in a way and boundaries help you facilitate this in a way where you can still participate in those functions if you want to but you set it on your terms like you set the boundary for yourself so I can go to this but this is my boundary of how much I'm going to participate or how much this Mm -hmm. is or whatever and then you're able to like do the things you want to do without overtiring yourself and making it be detrimental to your Mm -hmm. mental health or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And I think what I want everyone who's listening to kind of start thinking about is in your own homes, think about how we're testing or disrespecting the boundaries of people that are in our lives. I know I have to think about all the time how I may be disrupting the boundaries of my mom or my dad, or I might be disrupting the boundaries of my brother. But then I also have to voice in return my own boundaries to those same people. And, you know, you you really have to start having that conversation and also just stopping and thinking about like, you know, if my mom's having a really hard day and she's tired, maybe that boundary is I make my own food today and my mom doesn't get up off the couch, you know, really being respectful respectful of one another's boundaries Mm -hmm. and I think it really just comes back to like us being able to place ourselves in the shoes of other people of Mm -hmm. if I'm having a bad day and I expect everyone to leave me alone in my room then why isn't it the same for my mom or my dad or my brother or my grandma why is it not the same yeah Yeah. having that empathy yeah I like what you're saying about understanding the other Mm -hmm. but I also want to say from from my side is having enough respect for my own body to set the boundary. I know I come home sometimes and I kid you not, I tell my kids, I want to go to sleep and it's Mm -hmm. six Mm o'clock and I can't even get up from the sofa. So they make the dinner, they do whatever is needed and I go to bed sometimes at like 7 p.m. that early. Mm -hmm. But I actually state what I need because if I don't state what I Mm -hmm. need, they can't read my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. totally. And and it's fine to state what you need from people and... And ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. And just adding to that, I think that that right there is really important to me because I would love for my mom to be able to set that boundary with her kids because I just don't think that she has the knowledge of boundaries. I think 
she could understand them if, if that conversation piece started. But I think her and my dad alike, I think that, you know, I've said this before, maybe, you know, people like my parents don't understand what it means to talk about their feelings and to process their feelings. And I think boundaries are also feelings as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want, I really wish for that to happen to my parents. I want them to be able to set boundaries with me and model the kind of behavior that I want. You know, yeah. I, if I'm going to have boundaries and I want my parents to understand my boundaries, then I think that, like you're saying, I want them to also have their own boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about that uh, as you go about and, and have this conversation with your own parents and your own family, a really good place to start is in different relationships. Just get honest with each other and ask each other this question. You know, what works? Mm-hmm. What do we like about how we are in relationship? Mm-hmm. So always starting there, what works? And then what do we really, really want? What would make it even better? Mm-hmm. And be honest mm-hmm. and yeah. listen to the other person. And I think what's really important is when things get difficult, when we feel that there's a conflict or I'm feeling uneasy or unhappy, mm-hmm. how are we going to be with each other? How are we going to talk about those difficult times? Mm-hmm. And then just be clear about the expectations of the other person. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a really good place to start expectations. So I feel like people understand that and it's a it's a good place to jump off from. Mm-hmm. We set expectations and then from there you can say what you like, what you don't like and where you draw the lines. Mm-hmm. And why not have this be like a, a weekly conversation with your family? Yeah. Like just set aside a day to kind of, or even not a day, like just an hour or however long to just have this kind of a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a bit out of the ordinary and see where it leads. Mm-hmm. So Harpo, I really wish for you to have this conversation with your parents so that, you know, they can start setting boundaries with you. Definitely. hundred percent. Yeah. So the next question that I want to ask um, here in our podcast uh, so we can talk about this, but also I want everyone else to kind of start thinking about this as well because I've been thinking about this. And the question is, how explicit do we actually have to be in our boundaries? Do we have to straight up tell people what our boundaries are? Is it okay for us to have these boundaries in our minds? I think I ask that because I feel like I've set a boundary with certain people in my life and when they cross that boundary and I have to kind of address it with them Mm -hmm. it can be a bit of an awkward interaction because they might throw their hands up in the air and say well I didn't know that you didn't like that and Mm -hmm. I mean there is that point of well you should have just got it because I wasn't doing anything to reciprocate the same kind of behavior that you were kind of acting out Mm -hmm. so again just going back to this question of like how explicit do we have to be in our boundaries and if our boundaries are just something that exists and that there are just our boundaries do we even need to have to be explicit in them I think we do I think you do to a certain extent because like you said, you people can't read your mind. Mm-hmm. But and I just, think there's a difference between that and like having to continually repeat it and repeat it and repeat it because if you're repeating and people aren't listening, that's a different issue. That's mm-hmm. a different issue, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think just because you, I think we sometimes are too subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not re- reciprocating in the same way so the other person should get that that's not what I like. No. I think, you're, I think you have to be mm-hmm. explicit. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of that comes from either, you know, uh, all the introverts can relate to this. And quite frankly, women can relate to this too. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes we're not very um, straight up about what we want and what we need because it goes back to that piece of being, you know, non-confrontational yeah. and being afraid. But also just because it can be, it can come off as like dramatic and needy. I know yeah. in my experience, I've never been able to voice some of my concerns or my boundaries with people because I've always been kind of labeled as, oh, Harpo's so dramatic, you know? Yeah. So even if it's my boundary and it really, really to my core makes me uncomfortable, I, I 
won't say it because I'm I'm I have this fear of being pinned as dramatic and I think mm-hmm. that women as especially oh. we we don't want to come off as hysterical and you know yeah. in this day and age honestly anything that we say can be conflated and kind of made to be like oh well she's just making a big deal about it when totally when you know again it goes back to that your body and if your body's telling you that this is uncomfortable it's then uncomfortable. it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. I I think oops I mean I, that, I really got triggered when you said people say oh you're dramatic mm-hmm. because I believe that this is so fundamentally a right of every person like I have the right to say no I have the right to say whatever I'm feeling and I don't have to explain my feelings to you they just are the way they are yeah and right yeah and I and I can say that to you and not feel bad about it not feel bad about it and if you want to continue this conversation let's get really honest here Mm yeah you know what are the what's behind the conversation that's happening and I don't know if this is a topic for another time but as women as you were saying that Harper what was Mm -hmm. coming to me was as a woman you know, how do you say no to men? How do you say no to maybe the advances, the flirtations that occur, them saying, oh, I'm just having fun or whatever it might be. And you're like, and but be taken no. seriously. And be taken seriously. That That's just not the way I want to have this interaction. Right, because mm-hmm. whatever the interaction is, if the tables were turned and they were put in that situation, they would feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would be okay for them to voice it. And that's not fair. Mm-hmm. So it should be okay for us to voice it too. I really yeah. believe that. 100%. 100%. <laughs> wins is it 100 percent? i think so i think so maybe 110 <laughs> and i encourage all of you to just be like very cognizant of the world you live in a crossing of boundaries and a disrespecting of boundaries is around us all the time, all the time. in the all smallest of things you know how we tell things. little kids ja uh, you know like go hug that uncle and go hug that person it's like they don't even know that person why yeah. don't they go hug strangers mm-hmm. Like, yeah. hello. Yeah. And I, I think, like, I was really triggered about boundaries when, um, you know, a few weeks ago, there was Cardi B. She oh, was yeah. performing on stage. And this was the first time that the festival that she performed at um, had a headliner, a woman as a headliner. And it was a really big moment for her, a really big moment for women. And her her husband, who, you know, she said that she was going to separate from, had cheated on her multiple times. And he showed up to the set and had like a bunch of flowers that said, Cardi, take me back or whatever. And he made that really, really pivotal moment in her career and in her life about himself. He came in and he just, he was like, oh, you know, take me back. It's all about me. And I think that was such a disrespectful kind of crossing, in, of, crossing boundaries. of boundaries. That I'm was, sorry, I couldn't find the words. I was so angry. That was just wrong. That was just wrong. The fact that they allowed him on stage, that people allowed him to get away with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it goes back to like, even the people were mad at the festival um, organizers. It's like, why? Where were you? Right? Like, why did you let him on? And yeah. I think this it's constantly, it's like women, we're just supposed to take it. We're just supposed yeah, to, you know. Yeah, you're supposed to be like, ha, 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 Like, there are so many more things that are more important than flowers. Exactly. And your feelings are number one. 100% valid. Yeah. So, I know we've talked about a lot of things in this podcast. And just to kind of summarize, what we're saying here is that having an understanding and a knowledge of boundaries is very, very important. Because it's good for your mental well-being. It's good for you to set boundaries with other people and yourself because it creates a better quality of life for you. You're able to really, really hone in on how you want to be treated. And honestly, boundaries are completely healthy. It They help to form better, beautiful relationships. And honestly, you don't need to feel bad about them. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. kind of the point of this podcast is have boundaries and don't feel bad about them. 
that's what we want you to take away. Yeah. And that's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Hashtag boundaries 2019. <laughs>